Welcome to another Pennsylvania Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, with my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus. Jason, so much to talk about this week, and it all focuses around the governor coming right out and laying out some proposals for the legislature without really having any conversation with the legislature beforehand. Well, this is kind of normal for him. What is going on here? What What is he laying out? And, and my gosh, how far out there is it? Well, as, as far as what's going on, I, I don't even know if the governor knows because, uh, you know, he didn't want to tell anybody what he was going to say before he said it. You know, he once again, uh, after spending now six months, uh, next week will be the six-month anniversary of his uh, emergency declaration relative to COVID-19, has spent the last half year now ignoring the people's representatives, not working with the General Assembly, and really providing unilateral mandates from the governor's office. He has taken total control uh, from the people and, and brought it within himself. And, you know, the, yesterday's quote-unquote fall legislative agenda rollout from the governor would be laughable if, if, it, if it wasn't so disingenuous. Because, frankly, you know, he has not worked with anybody in the legislature to get anything done. And now he's come to the legislature, a Republican-controlled legislature in both the House and the Senate, with a list of demands that he wants us to, to, to get done. And, and frankly, the, 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 many of them are non-starters, not only because he hasn't worked with us to begin with, but because there are things that Pennsylvania taxpayers can't afford uh, and, and that really are far-reaching and transformative uh, policy changes uh, under the auspices of dealing with COVID-19. And that's not really what we need to be doing right now. We need to be getting through this pandemic. We need to be returning people back to work safely, getting our children back to school safely so they can have the best educational opportunities, and let Pennsylvanians do what they do best and, and bring us back to that roaring economy that we had uh, before this pandemic started. I think we can all agree, governor, Democrat, Republican, we all want to get through this, find a way to get back to some sense of normalcy in life. And when you look at some of the proposals that he's doing, though, that's where you say, how do we get from point A to point B? Let's start out looking at um, a couple of the things that he's proposing that seem to make a lot of sense on the surface, but when you delve a little deeper, maybe not so much. The first being hazard pay and providing PPE for frontline workers. By all means, uh, you know, when I when I hear, you know, volunteer EMTs who are not getting paid in the first place, who are running out and exposing themselves left and right, you know, th- there should be some kind of compensation for them. But uh, I, what are your thoughts on hazard pay for doctors and nurses who would be, you know, in the front lines of nearly any illness? Well, I, I think the first thing to start with is that this pot of money that he's drawing from it comes from the CARES Act, which we basically have one point uh, one point three billion dollars left over in an already appropriated reserve fund that we have uh, in reserve in case of any COVID nineteen related emergencies uh, or if we need uh, additional spending. So this is this is a pot of money that the legislature has already appropriated that came from the federal government. Uh, and the governor has signed off on it when we did our five-month budget, uh, which again fully funded education for the entire year, and we might talk about that a little bit later. But you know, this 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 pot of money um, is not supposed to be spent willy-nilly. It has to be spent uh, according to the way the federal government outlined. 
Um, and we've been having it in reserve in case, again, there's a COVID-19-related emergency, and, and to see what, what really the needs are. The governor yesterday uh, outlined a lot of the spending from this remaining pot of money from the CARES Act, with again, without any justification. He always says we need to look at the science. Um, th- there is no science laid out as to uh, any sort of uh, demand needs for PPE or hazard pay for, for, for all of these areas. Uh, again, it just seems to be some more of this far-reaching and transformative policy changes that he's looking for, uh, where if you if you pay, uh, again, some, some people more now when the pandemic ends, uh, you're going to need, you know, business is going to need to pay them more when the market doesn't call for that. So, um, you know, th- these, these are things in which one is irresponsible spending on the part of the governor and something we can't really afford to do right now while our revenues are billions of dollars in deficit as a result of the pandemic and the shutdown orders that the governor created himself. Uh, so, again, this is nothing more than looking to the Pennsylvania taxpayers to bail him out of his poor prior planning uh, while uh, essentially he has ruined their lives and livelihoods and, and decreased their ability to fund the government through his economic shutdown orders. And you had mentioned that the legislature had acted and acted early to make sure that everyone knew that there was school funding for the entire year. And yet here we are with a situation that so many parents that, that I've talked to are very frustrated with, with the, the schools are changing what they're doing. Sometimes their kids are going to be home. Sometimes they're going to be in school. You don't know what's going on. And the governor is trying to address this by spending some $327 million on expanding child care and, and paid parental leave. It, it seems once again that this is a you know, reaching into the taxpayer's pocket to fix a problem that he created. Yeah, well, the, the first thing that the governor needs to do is work with us to get uh, children back to school in person uh, safely and to develop policy solutions that can deal with, uh, you know, opening ch- more child care centers safely uh, or, or even having a discussion about, you know, where there's no child care centers, what we can do to incentivize their creation, do things like that. But again, he's turned his back on the legislature rather than identifying problems and working together to come to a solution. Uh, the governor has, has taken the reins fully on this, which means now he owns everything, despite the fact that we have we have repeatedly, uh, as the legislature, gone to him to try to work together on things and have been only met with the cold sh- shoulder or the veto uh, stamp. And that's not something that, that has been what the people of Pennsylvania want. They want uh, their kids to return to in-person education, one, so that they no longer as parents need to make uh, the devastating decision between returning to work full-time or being full-time in-home uh, or part-time in-home uh, virtual educators uh, for their children. A- and two, to make sure that they have the best educational opportunities available to them. You know, there, there have been many medical organizations, including the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at the federal level, that have said in-person education is best for children because of socialization, uh, their ability to focus, and not only the safe environment it provides children where they can get uh, two meals a day and be away from, you know, potentially dangerous situations at home. So it's really a safety concern as well, if that's their choice. Now, there's some parents who decide that maybe a cyber charter school might be better for their child child or uh, some other form of of public education. But in-person education, by and large, is the best choice for Pennsylvania families. And and that is something in which the House Republican Caucus wants to make sure that we prioritize not only when we come to recession uh, again next week, but uh, in the future as we try to work through ways in which as the people's representatives we can uh, you know, develop these plans to make sure our children are back to school safely. And as we speak of education, the governor, of course, wants to spend a little bit more money on making sure that education lines up with the jobs of the future. I've heard that before in a couple of 
bills that we've done recently. Uh, he wants to make sure that there's housing utility assistance, things that seem to make sense, things that are trying to help small businesses get back. It just seems like there's a lot of lot of money that he wants to spend even on programs that we may agree with that they're just there's just no money for it and of course he did propose one idea for how to generate some income here and i would say i don't know what he's smoking but i think i do tell me about his idea to legalize recreational marijuana yeah, so the governor yesterday planned uh, to do things like small business loans and business grants and, and fund that through the legalization of, of uh, adult marijuana use. Now, a couple of things. One, there certainly isn't the, the votes necessary within the House Republican Caucus to get something like that done. That's for a couple of reasons. One, we're in the middle of uh, a, a terrible opioid epidemic, which the governor has issued now, I believe, uh, a number of disaster declarations as a result of. 13 Pennsylvanians die every day as a result of uh, opiate overdoses. That's 300 Pennsylvanians a month. And, you know, instead of finding a way out of that and limiting our access to illegal drugs, the governor wants to legalize one of the most widely accessible and available illegal drugs. And you can't forget that uh, marijuana, whether it's medicinal or recreational, is still scheduled as a class one narcotic according to the FDA. Federal law trumps here and it's it's got this premacy, which means that no matter what Pennsylvania says, that it's still illegal. Um, so, you know, depending on what administration is in the federal government, uh, enforcement of that might change. Number two is that, again, this is just an example of how the governor wants to tax and spend his way out of all of his problems and have taxpayers bail him out because along with the legalization of recreational marijuana is the taxation of it. So if you think as though this is just some pie in the sky thing where the governor is finally on on board with uh, you know legalizing marijuana, um, really he's only after your money as a result of that because he wants to fund his far-reaching and transformative policy proposals uh, that come as a result of another far-reaching and transformative policy proposal in terms of legalizing recreational marijuana for adult use. So uh, not something that is uh, there's a large appetite to be doing in the the, the House Republican Caucus right now, and um, you know one of these proposals where obviously the governor is trying to uh, find fuel for his fire uh, that he, he is, uh, he is uh, that's funded by uh, taxpayer dollars. And um, it's not, not, not anything that, that I think there's much of an appetite to do. And when you look at it, too, there's no way that recreational legalization of marijuana is going to generate the over $850 million in additional spending he's proposing, that he proposed yesterday. You know that a lot of these programs, as we mentioned, are the kinds of things that if they became law, they would end up as just benefits of the of state employment or of working in these fields that the taxpayers are going to end up having to bite off a chunk for down the line. It seemed like a, a whole lot of nonsense when I, when I was listening to it. I, I don't know how you feel. Well, I mean, just again, starting with the, the fact that the governor hasn't worked with the General Assembly for six months now, um, and then comes with a list of demands, that's the first piece of nonsense. And then increasing spending while cutting off revenue sources in the middle of a pandemic, while we already have billions of dollars in state budget deficit, makes me think that the governor didn't really think through too much of what he wants to do, or was merely just catering to his base. Outside of that, it really doesn't make much sense. Tune in for more of the Pennsylvania Policy Podcast on PA House Podcast.